I've lived a thousand lives. I piloted a thousand souls. I killed and fought and died just for a single Thank you guys for tuning into the stream. Uh, if this is Rocky, if you can't hear me, let me know in chat. We're still figuring out the technical stuff. I'm Jameson. Um, we're going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons very loosely. Uh, we're using that as the base set of the rules, but we're reskilling the hell out of this. Uh, let's go around the table screen. Let's introduce one. Of, let's start with uh, Mr. Levy. Oh, uh, who else do we have? Clara, do you want to introduce yourself? Oh, <laughs> mine's keyed out. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, so, who else? We have Blythe joining us. Uh-oh. There she is. <laughs> Wonderful. And Joey joining us, who's also muted. Oh, yeah. So, originally, the concept of the game, Dying Embers, when it was pitched to everyone here, was that we were going to play Band of Blades, which, for those of you that don't know, is a very grim, dark... Um, depressing game where you're just trying to survive, you're trying to uh, just make in, ends meet, but you know, it's, it's, you're always losing. And we thought, you know, with everything going on, it's probably best if we just kind of take a step away from that and play something a little more fun. So we're still playing, uh, so we switched over to D&D, &D, but we're still keeping the name. So tonight in chat, we're going to let people populate, it's going to take a few minutes for them to get here. Um, we're going to build the world together. I'm really excited to go over some of the stuff that has already been kind of pitched and bantered around. Uh, the main conceit of the game is that we are playing as people who have, on the losing side of war, who have lost the war. You know, whatever the big war, the, the champions of light, you guys have lost it. What that confrontation was, we'll discuss tonight kind of build character ties and go from there. Sound good? Good. <laughs> yeah. Nice. 
Yeah, I'm like halfway through season one, and I, I've been meaning to get back to this, so. Oh, it looks like they're only hearing me. Uh, let me see if I can fix this. Uh, 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 uh. Right? Well, that's why I've got the other. Let's see. Uh, I... I'm seeing levels, yes, but I want to make sure that I'm displaying everything correctly because for some reason stuff was not showing up. slowly becoming an anime character in this chat, apparently. This is just, just in this chat? Yeah. Just in this chat. Sure. The only time I've ever been an anime character ever. A likely story. Right now. It's just this very moment. No, this actually... So, I kept trying to use the uh, green screen the back of my... <gasps> Ooh, Hi, what's this? Thank you, Zoom. Oh, hello. I don't know what just happened, but thank so you. So helpful. Uh, I kept trying to green screen this background, but my undyed hair, uh, or my bleached hair without color in it was the same color. So I kept keying oh. out my hair <laughs> and the chip in the background. And there was, I was like, fuck this. So I just dyed my hair oh, to fix J it. Jameson, whatever you did, it looks like, uh, what? yeah, someone's getting uh, everybody now. Great. Let's hope that stays that way. <laughs> I have no idea what I did. All right. Fun. Let me... Come on. Yes, advertisements. Those are wonderful. Da, da, da. Always a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Now that they can hear us, uh, does everyone want to go through real quick, reintroduce themselves, make sure everyone can be heard? I'm sure if one can be heard, we all can. So it doesn't matter. No, I, I agree, but I was going to suggest the same thing. Yeah. Let's, uh, Let's re-intro. Let's do it again. Start from Nick. Hey, everyone. I'm Nick, and uh, we're today we're going to be building a world, so I don't have a character yet to tell you about. I secretly do. But uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to be fleshing everything out with uh, your help. All right, Clara. Hi, I'm Clara, and I also don't have a character, but we have plans. Life. Hi! Yeah, no, I'm super excited to build world build and uh, hopefully get my character started because we definitely have ideas. <laughs> Joey. Hey guys, I'm super excited to build uh, this world and play this character, which I definitely have somewhat built already. Shock! <laughs> I'm playing a bard! What? Um, I know. You what? all can like put on your shock faces. It's happening. It's real. You're welcome. Okay. I mean... I, I can be shocked. I haven't seen you play a bard before. <laughs> Same here. <Never. gasps> well, yeah. he is a bard. That's that's the shock. Yeah. Um, when this goes on YouTube, all... can we? Everyone. <gasps> I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of the face that, like, never mind. 
Perfect. All right, and I'm going to be recording everything in my GM notebook. Ooh, sexy. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Look who's so fancy. So fancy. Listen, I just collect these things, and people give them to me, and they are wonderful. So, one of the... Two, three. I have three conceits of this world before we start building things. Uh, the first conceit is, of course, you guys lost the war. Whatever the war was, you guys lost it. Uh, the second conceit is that the side that won is anti-magic, but is pro-technology. All right. Uh, and conceit number three, Warforges exist, but they are non-sentient. Now, that does not mean if you want to play a Warforge, you cannot be sentient. You totally can be. Uh, you'll be looked at as kind of an anomaly, something like Johnny Five, like, what is this thing? Why is it walking on its own? <laughs> That's a reference for, like, the six of you in there. So. Um, I, and I feel like all the same, like, the, those three all seem to work for me. I don't know. I have no marriage to uh, playing a Warforged, so... Yeah, no, I, but I am, it is kind of interesting because I am, I did want to play a magic based character, so By that's going to be fun. Play a magic Same. character. Magic it up. Uh, but again, it's one magic. of those things where it's hidden. No, I know. I, I mean, that's kind of hilarious because the character I want to play is very Jedi in concept. So it's going to be like, I have to hide my Jedi ness. Oh, I am no. Kanan. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> The trick is you don't tell them. Yeah. You gotta keep it secret, not without your lightsaber every five seconds. Keep right. it safe, secret. Keep it safe. Me, get, that, uh, get that deception up. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> so oh, the God. first question to get everything started is what is the geography like? Is this like one giant continent with everyone kind of crammed together? Is it a series of islands? Uh very like Hawaii or something like that or is it kind of like um, The Last Airbender where it's got four large continents all kind of separated moving in their own directions so I'll be honest uh, Mm -hmm. the idea that we have lost a war and that we're kind of together obviously as a group Mm -hmm. gives me big Firefly vibes Mm -hmm. and I kind of like the idea of if there are a bunch of islands and maybe we're on a ship and that kind of gives us a analog for that, where there are different places we can go, different places we can flee to that we're not stuck necessarily in one area. And, and not that things have to be ship based, uh, although they can be, but it gives us sort of that same kind of vibe. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm pro I, sky pirate. Oh I am yeah. So pro <laughs> sky pirate. Um, that could also work really well. I like the idea of kind of Avatar The Last Airbender style where it's like big different nations that we have to get to, which kind of fits in with what you're saying, where like we still we still have ship travel and travel and stuff in there. But it's like with the war, the fact that there's different nations, planets to go to. My hesitation... Yeah, I, oh, no, go ahead. No, go ahead, Claire. Uh, my hesitation with uh, a large world when it comes to um, the system we're using, and obviously that's up to the GM to uh, play with and not play with, has always been that how much traveling do you actually do in a game? Okay. Um, in my experience, it's always been very contained. Mm-hmm. So this could be a really good opportunity to break out of that. Um, I worry that just being an archipelago kind of keeps us from doing that. 
Understood. I don't um, know. That's sort of up to you. So yeah, my I mean, concept I like... is definitely uh, traveling. You guys will be going to a lot of different locations. It's just a matter of is there going to be big swaths of land or are you going to have to worry about crashing into the ocean? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of... Like, the only thing is with this, with D&D as a system, I'm not a big fan of boat travel or boat combat. Like, mm. I don't really want to have to boat combat. So if we are going to travel, I would like it to be like a Mass Effect loading screen where it's like, well, that's where we're hanging out and chatting. And then when we get to the place, that's where the actual adventure and combat and things happen. Okay. Where, like, we kind of pace it out as, like, the ship is where we have our real downtime and, like, can have real character moments and beats. Um, as opposed to, like, the comp, like, ship combat in D&D is not my favorite. Don't worry about uh, ship combat uh, in combat D&D. Combat that hard? Huh? Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. I just don't, it's just never been, it's, depending on how, like, you have to have built all of your characters to really fit that. And then you kind of, I feel like it makes it hard if you want to play, like, like I'm trying to play a character that has magic, but I want to play some up-close fighting things, and that can be a little frustrating if we're all on a ship. Like, if all of us are up-close fighters, we can't really do anything. Like, stuff like that starts to happen. Mm, okay. I don't know. I've just found it a little bit tedious compared to regular D&D combat. But I'm also I, I, not big combat-focused person, so, so I prefer I, I, I have, I have a... Yes, I, I'm sorry. I have a question. Do you differentiate between ship combat, like the ships are shooting at each other and there's ballista and arrows and junk like that going off, or is that different from combat on a ship? Because I'm actually kind of really interested in having at least one sort of combat or encounter where we are bound by the limits of the ship that we're on. Mm-hmm. Um, because it does, in some ways, it does cut down on some options, but it also creates an interesting environment. Um, and especially since we're going to be doing a lot of theater of the mind, it's going to let us do things like swing from the riggings and use descriptives that that like a board wouldn't necessarily reflect very well for. Now, it, that doesn't have to happen, but I just it, do you consider that there's a difference between ship-to-ship combat, which I'm not interested in, I'm not a war gamer, and mm-hmm. combat on a ship. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a difference between the two. I was referring to ship-to-ship combat. Not... Gotcha. Okay. So no one's interested in naval not combat. fighting on a ship, like yeah. the, the actual ship-to-ship combat. Correct. I don't think anyone is, is really super into that. Okay. Let me... Okay. My so, only criticism, or not criticism, but concern about doing a archipelago type situation is since we're playing in a world where we're on the losing side of the war and kind of traveling through that area, I feel like we might lose some of the slice of life seeing the effects of that traveling town to town by foot versus having to sail island to island. Like that, that traveling bit where we see kind of the effects of the war might not be as apparent if we're on a ship as opposed to on foot. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Yeah, I would also I would also just put a kibosh on it because it's a little colonial, and I just don't want to deal with that bit right now. Very fair. <laughs> fair. Oh, sure. maybe just uh, Avatar style, Last Airbender style, mm-hmm. multiple nations sort of situation. Okay, and then we can have some ship stuff and some land stuff, and get the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, we're okay with doing the four big land masses that have to be traveled to, and of course there'll be small islands dotting the middle of it. Is that 
Sound good for everybody? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Okay, and no naval combat. Sure, there will be dogfights every so often, but most of that will be minimal. And you got to escape. They're shooting at you. Shoot back, run, type stuff. As long as I can jump from one ship to another while can... stabbing it. <laughs> you backstab the You'll ship. You'll laugh. She's done it twice. No, I'm totally in. I'm totally yeah. in. I love it. Oh, I believe twice? it. I think Girl. I've done it twice. Girl. <laughs> it's my move. It's a go-to. All right. That is good to know. All right, so uh, the answer is actually the, the next one. If there was several ruling nations or just one ruling nation, so there are several. Maybe they're not quite done being at war. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. Um, I mean, like, they don't, like, uh, it used to be wars had a really, like, nice, comfortable ending. Like, we signed a treaty, we're done. Mm -hmm. But, like, as it's been... I guess recently, especially, uh, things just keep happening. Yeah, that is true. Yep. What What if we are in kind of a cease fire while the agreement and the treaty is being signed, but there's still some like little there, there's still conflict that's going on, but it's not the grand armies facing off against each other any longer. So it's more of like a you know, cold, not not a cold war situation, but a, a tense truce. Yeah, D does that work? Uh, yeah, I, I think be, so. Or, okay. Yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's a good idea, or kind of like a situation where there is like there was a winner technically, but that hasn't necessarily that hasn't ended the war. It's like there is there was a winner. There is a nation that won. But that doesn't mean some of the smaller nations aren't still trying a little bit. Understood. It's just not the grand sorry, armies anymore. Um, There's a with, pupper. I was going to say, I got distracted by the pupper. Uh, with, with, um, damn it, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Originally, the concept Jameson has thrown to us is that we are we were on the losing side. So, would having this sort of truce light situation mm -hmm. be um, amenable to that? Like, would that keep that? Would we still be able to play that? Does that mess with the vision? I don't know. It doesn't mess with the vision at all. Uh, so, that actually brings me to the next point that I was going to uh, tackle. Yes, there are other nations. They are self-ruling. Um, but the question, I guess, is this war that occurred, was it a civil war? Was it you at war with yourselves? Was it an external invading force? Because that will dictate kind of how other nations would react to you. If someone, Fire Nation example, uh, is coming over and taking over your land, you're like, yeah, this is now Fire Nation land, uh, except for this one area. That's Bossing Se. But everything else is ours. Then, yes, people are going to react to you a little differently, but if it's a civil war where it's Fire Nation fighting itself, then they're, you know, maybe not going to worry too much about you colonizing their land, but they're still going to be like, eh, we don't want your problems here. You keep your problems on your border. I guess a question would be, so the, the big point of the war was the aggressors were anti-magic, and yeah. our side loses that was pro-magic. How do the other nations feel about magic? Was it was that the key issue that caused the war, or was that just 
an ideological thing between the two nations. And I think we have to kind of figure out. Well, that's I mean, all going to be built outwards based on how you guys uh, structure this. If this was an internal civil war uh, versus mm. another nation who is anti-magic invades, then I would build additional nations to reflect and uh, fl- flush out uh, their stances. I mean, maybe it should be like a kind of World War deal where it was like there were a few nations that were pro-magic and a few, ma- a few nations that were anti-magic. And it basically became this all-out kind of mess. I and like that's that. Why now there's like the treaty, but it's not real. No one's really at peace because some nations still are mad, and some like you know. Okay, so I like that also because it gives us the chance to have ally like nations that are allied still, like on our side. In that way, that like we're gonna run up against a lot of people who don't like our band of travelers. Um. And it gives us places where we could be like, this seems like a safe place to hide for a while. And that would also give us the ability to all be from slightly different nations. So it could be like, maybe maybe we were like a little band of soldiers that worked together during the war, but we all came from different places. Okay. I think it also supports having uh, the reason why the winning side hasn't kind of imposed its vision on everybody else. Uh, like you often see in traditional fantasy, whoever wins just becomes the new power over everything. Mm -hmm. But if you structure it more off of like a modern World War II or something, all of the countries with some additions and treaties and whatever still govern themselves even though there was winners and losers. Yeah. That's fair. And so, yeah. Okay, so... You know, some nations pro-magic, uh, some anti-magic. The ones that were part of the pro-magic union uh, lost, and the anti-magics won. All right. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So that, there's that one. Uh, all right. Uh, what was, uh, do we want to name the aggressors? Do we have, like, a, are, are they an imperial uh, army? Are they a... Uh, 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 out how, how do they rule will dictate how uh, they interact with people. Are they uh, like the Fire Nation where there's one supreme uh, dictator who's ruling all of it? Or do they have a high council of engineers, as it were? You know, the Ooh. Clockwork Council. I like I mean, a council. Yeah, I think council's interesting. I th- it would be kind of interesting if they were all separate nations who agreed to kind of become one under a council of all of their leaders. Like an empire style, style situation, but like a consulate? Is that the word I'm Yeah, for? I think that's the word. Okay. Like, they, they all basically, they were able to unify in a way that the, I think, the pro-magic side was having difficulty doing. Maybe because of the different schools of magic. Uh, yeah. You know, Mm-hmm. Whether it's divine nature or arcane, you know they're constantly clashing against each other. But the hey, you can always make a machine run. Yeah, and like they obviously still have their differences, but it was just like they were able to come to an agreement in a way that the other side wasn't necessarily. Okay, that's interesting. Because I have though, additional reading suggestions after this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this actually is very good because now you guys can go to a place where it's druidic magic and. 
you know, if you're an Arcane user, maybe you are treated the same as if you were uh, a, a mech uh, from the mech empire. Or like it's a very begrudging, it's a very begrudging friendship if we were on the same side, but I still don't think you're right. <laughs> you're wrong, is but the, not as wrong as them. Yep. <laughs> is the council the, the Master Gears? Master hmm. Gears, I like that. What do you guys think? Master Gears? Captain hmm. Cogs? <laughs> the Empire the Engine? In the machine. Oh, the Empire Engine. I, I love that. that. I, I like. love that. Yeah, that, that one. I keep, yes, I keep Nick. <laughs> braining back to uh, when you said, like, the Council of Engineers or something. Um, if you've read mortal engines i think that's they have that like one of the guilds is the engineers guild mm. and they have like a it's a big ruling class situation well, i'm gonna have to make recommended reading uh, that's, that sounds great i don't i want to get into that um but yeah no that you bring up a good point do they have uh is it a tiered class you know you've got your engineers but beneath them are manufacturers but beneath them are uh, harvesters like that collect resources. I think I mean, it almost has to be. I mean, the, yeah. the way if you think about in terms of if we're casting this uh, enemy as being about um, efficiency and everything in its place and mm-hmm. very mechanical, then all of that sort of stratification of society makes a lot of sense. Yeah, they would have like they would be very regimented of like you are this, this is your way, this is the w-. like they do. I don't think it goes as much as like assigning jobs to people, but certain jobs are definitely more important than others. Like I don't think we're getting to like outer worlds territory where people are born and they're like, here's a test, that's what you're doing forever now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, but uh, but I think that there might be like a test for bureaucracy to like move up to a new rank. Yeah. Roll for oh, bureaucracy. Yeah. Um, if you look at, I feel like because we're sort of, we're still playing D&D, um, and I think we're going to pull a lot from Eberron, um, when you look at steampunk as a genre, there's a lot of class struggle there. So looking mm-hmm. at uh, the uh, mechanical sort of empire as being a steampunk-based society, there's definitely got to be like a huge class struggle, I think. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it's definitely on their side. And it's definitely occupational. Are the we can go ahead, we Nick. we can hear the people sing singing the songs of Angry Men. Mm. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that might be a bit of the basis for my character. <laughs> uh, what? So the setup and the spike. I just I'm curious: are the ones in charge are they master builders or no? <laughs> I imagine master- that. They're engineers. Like they're yeah. they are they are people who've worked their way up to like I guess for lack of a like for a real world comparison, they're like the Elon Musks, the 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 Steve Jobs, like people who really innovated and worked their way up, but are also still pretty are still politically minded. Like they're still politicians. Mm. So maybe call them like the architects? I was going to say, architect is, I think, a good way to describe it. Master builder is um, a term Lego uses for their, like, pro builders. (laughs) 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 Which, I mean, is a game we could play. 
Let's, yeah, wait, hold on. Lego stream. <laughs> hold on, can we, yeah, can we scrap this and just go to Legos? We're just going to play Lego for the next three hours. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, Lego mini D&D, though, is such a cute idea. And, right? Yeah. That's actually okay. what I use for all my minis these days, is mini things. It's perfect. Yeah. Why not? Okay. They're, che- they're probably cheaper than getting real D&D mini. <laughs> they are, and they are super customizable so that you can make sure you've got the weapon you like, the shield you like, the outfit, the whole nine yards. As long as you can hold it like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Um, we've already talked about what the enemies are like. Um, can you come together and name a hero from each side of the war. And possibly something they did. Okay, well, you really can come up like a... <laughs> we can go with the name at the end. But we can have uh, someone from the Mechanical Bros uh, did something, and something from the Magicka side did something else. What were those things? People whisper about in legend... Heroes from whose point of view? Exactly. So the Mechanical Bros, they're going to have their own uh, person, Johnny Yearhead, who, you know, built five tanks in a day, I don't know, something. Uh, and then you can have uh, Magical Sarah over here, and she molded five tanks into lava. I, I mean, I feel like there's got to be, like, several like generals that we consider like the top notch like they were the best they single-handedly saved like a bunch of people but then we also have to have like i feel like the protect guy is we don't see him as a hero but obviously they see him that way despite creating some like monstrosity so could we have had oh uh could we have had like uh sorry not we but could they have had like a john henry kind of figure um, who, uh, the story of John Henry, where like in one day he really did, like, like he was able to outpace a machine. Actually, maybe it was from our side, yeah. but he just did, was more productive than a machine and it killed him. Mm. I, I was also thinking it might be interesting to have like a, I only know them. I always forget his real name. I always forget his name, but the movie Hacksaw Ridge is about him, the guy who was able to just like, save a bunch of lives without ever killing a single person? Oh, shit, yeah. Right. Like, because, honestly, that was, like, he was just a doctor. Like, it might be cool to have, like, maybe, like, to show the difference in values and the different sides. Like, our side has, like, this hero who is known for, like, saving a bunch of people without actually hurting anyone, and then the other side, it's, like, much more aggressive, much more cold. Clara, if I can go back to your idea for a moment with John Henry... Maybe that's how we're in this sort of current piece, is that somehow we were able to convince them to have a competition, and the respect that they gave that hero who was able to be as productive as a machine, even though it cost him his life, is what got us to sort of the bargaining table. Just an idea. I like that. I like that. Okay. All right. That is good Potter for me to work with. Cope with the name. My other option was Joan of Arc. So, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm all here. Both. I'm all that here gets, for Joan of Arc. 
I mean, that gets gods involved. <laughs> okay. Spe- speaking of that, why why did the gods not get involved, or did they get involved? Are or there do machine- they exist? Right. Are there machine gods? Are there just magic gods? I mean, how, how does any of that work? If we're going, if we decide to keep most of D and D intact, there are machine gods. Like, if we decide, if we want to keep with the D and D lore of having gods um, in spiritual ties, I'm too much on that. Well, there's. Oh, oh, I was just going to say we we have something from chat where someone said uh, maybe an illusion wizard who saved a bunch of people without hurting anyone. Ooh, I like idea. that. Ooh, I like that. Like, a I like that idea a lot, Chad. Mm-hmm. I like the idea, actually, of our side, the magic side, uh, having more of an emphasis on people who are uh, smaller but trickster kind of characters, rather than the raw power of like a tank. Mm. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, mm-hmm. our heroes would be an illusionist or a um, an illusionist or like a healer or like a druid because they're small but mighty versus like their heroes being generals who destroyed swaths of land. Yeah, like maybe ours are, maybe the person like maybe this illusion wizard was a general and they were able to save all of their people through this, like to save their people and then some through the, their use of illusion magic, like mm-hmm. maybe okay. they weren't, maybe they were the head of a school or something, like someone who was like really powerful. Maybe they were able to cloak an entire town so that the oh, yeah. marching army didn't see the town there to ransack or to pillage. I like that a lot. Did that oh, cost yes. him his life or her their life? I don't think this is the same person. Okay. Yeah. Totally cool. Alright. Uh, so, Jordan Mark, an illusionist. You guys are focused on saving lives and preserving life, whereas there's based on raw power and how much yeah. force they can bring to bear. They're okay. they're much more likely to use the paladins without magic though <laughs> against us. Okay. How how do we feel about the enemy's hero being kind of a thrawn figure since we've been talking Ooh. rebels and Star Wars stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not some, seen Star Wars Rebels, so please okay. explain. Uh he so in in the Empire and Star Wars, they're all, basically all humans except for there's a very high level admiral who is an alien uh, named Thrawn, and he is just incredibly uh, intelligent and devious, and he's able to figure out plans and see patterns. One of his big characteristics is that he examines people's art to get understanding of other alien races and how they think. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if there was someone like that on the other side, it would give us kind of a a boogeyman, someone who was uh, tactically brilliant and was able to use the machines and their capabilities in their best strength against our magic and, uh, you know, shifting alliances. I really it could like be that. interesting. I like that a lot. And it could be interesting if it was someone who maybe was a magic user at one point. Yeah. they. Defected. Oh, I would like that. Following kind of that Thrawn thing of like, against all odds, this person was a person who was able to rise up the ranks somehow, even though, for all intents and purposes, that side would typically not like them. Could they be a, uh, like, I think someone said this, uh, headmaster of a school? Well, no, that was the illusion wizard. I mean, what about this one as well? I mean, they could totally be at odds. They could be from the same school. 
ones. Oh, that makes it very personal. Exactly. <laughs> At least for them. Oh. <laughs> oh, I like the idea that these two pe- that the that the heroes knew each other before everything went down and maybe even were kind of friends. Yeah. I feel before. like we're describing somebody else's D&D game. <laughs> like that was the pregame. That's fine. Let them be the pregame. <laughs> Enjoy that. But maybe so maybe they had a duel. Maybe they fought each other and that's what kind of brought the war to a standstill and, oh, and our then guy it lost. Killed him. Right. Okay. So they decided right. to kind of settle the conflict between the two of them. Our guy lost this putting us on the losing side of the war. Even though he was the entire or she or they were like the entire time our top person and then it came to this final battle and it showed that the cold like the more cold methodical one one. Mm-hmm. Um how do we feel about them being gay lovers? Uh, <laughs> I am so fun. Sounds great. I and think they push that, that Dumbledore and Grindelwald. I wanna I wanna do it. <laughs> Except they'll actually be gay. Bless. Yes. Throws Wampa. Girl. <laughs> well chat chat definitely approves of that as well. Speaking of Star Wars. I like that you One have your like support your support plushies. I do. Too far I, for hugs. I need my porg too. My porg is a little bit far away right now, but they're so they're so okay. cuddly. Do we want to name them, or do we want to save that for uh, yeah. so that we do off screen? Yeah. I won't put anyone. Maybe save person. it. Maybe save it for off screen so we have time to think about it. Or we yes, can have, uh, like we can do a bunch yeah. of names and then throw it up in Twitter for a poll. Yes, yes. Chad, if you, Chad, if you've got any suggestions, because otherwise I'm going to fantasy name, name generator. <laughs> Same. Well, the, the other thing I do, the other thing that I like to do, uh, both for names for characters, but also for uh, NPCs is if you consider a concept or an idea of something that is important to that character and then do uh, translate and find a word for that in another language. Yep. That gives you like some really good names. I do it all the time. It's the best yeah. thing ever. My only concern me. with that, <laughs> that the only concern I ever have with that is if you don't know the language super well, be careful because you might <laughs> not be getting what you think you're getting. And well, then you I, get soup. True. <laughs> although I'm not getting it tattooed on my body, and I will generally change a, a letter anyway, so it's yeah. not that big a deal. I, I just as a general rule of thumb that's why i always go straight to fantasy name generator because or i put like apostrophes and weird things and <laughs> i'm a i'm a big fan of puritan names oh yeah just straight up like open a book doesn't matter where you point just pick that's your name now but that's that's for my games because you will be purity yes you are i will face god and walk backwards into hell <laughs> <laughs> Johnson. So I'm, I'm thinking three nations on each side. Does that sound fair? Yeah. Sure. We've got for uh, the arcane side or the magic side, you've got arcane magic, you've got uh, divine magic, and also druidic magic, which I will consider separates um, in in this realm. Okay. Okay. And then the three sides on the other side, what, what would those three sides of the machines be? I mean, going back to how we think that they were more, they were able to unify quicker because of the fact that they all believed in technology. I think it's just more of a, 
one created like going back to the kind of like one is like the Elon Musk and was able to create like a really efficient type of machine that um, is maybe like saves energy and powers energy from the sun. Like maybe if someone created like the solar side of it and like they each were just basically creating different innovations, which is why they were able to like get together instead of having the philosophical arguments of who's better. Mm-hmm. What 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 if what if they each kind of each nation was known for a thing, and those three things came together to form uh, like synergized really well and became like part of a war machine. So maybe there was oh. one that was really good with uh, electricity and one that was really good with um, you know precision gearing and one was really good with. Uh, metals or other technology. I mean, yeah, one one that had resources uh, to fuel, one that had uh, that just had the universities or whatever that started churning out these intelligent people, and one that just had the economy to put it all together. Yeah, maybe one is a maybe one was like very very good at weapons. Mm-hmm. Specifically, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking maybe one was like utility, one was weapons, one was defense. Like they were very much okay regimented. I, I like that the weapons, uh, mobility, and defense. I'm sorry if you hear dogs barking. We forgive you. Uh, it's okay. I can only do so much about two year one year old puppies. <laughs> oh. You can bring them on stream. That's something to do. <laughs> That, that is they're true. they're tackling each other and playing right now. They're having they're uh, they so, get upset at me so, if I split, split them up. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh chat, no, you're good. Chat had a suggestion that the names of the uh, of the two uh, lovers should be Adam and Jason. No, <laughs> and then and then <laughs> and then and then somebody swapped switched uh, switched it up a little and said Mata and Nojas. Nojas. Or is it Nojas? Or Nojas. But I'm just leave uh, that one to somebody else. Yeah, I agree. But I just want to <laughs> want to make sure everyone is get, okay. getting their dollars worth here. Oh, I I see it. <laughs> see it. I'm looking at it right now. I, I like the Voltron suggestion. <laughs> yeah. Just they are both Voltron. <laughs> Voltron senior and Voltron senior senior. <laughs> I assume that that was more towards our uh, our no, en- engine enemies that they no, created a Voltron. <laughs> I'm teasing. Uh, no, yeah, I uh, names are hard. <laughs> names are so hard. So, what I've got here, um, and I think we're probably going to stick with this unless you guys want to veto anything. So, one nation was weapons and power, so energy sources and what have you. Uh, the second one was mobility and utility. Um, they could move around faster than the other nation, um, and also had, you know, stuff like uh, elevators and whatnot. And the third one had defense and shielding. They didn't move very often, but they had very strong shields. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah. I yeah. think that sounds good. Sounds okay. great. And of course, those three would totally team up and uh, just try and take over everything because, you know, that makes sense. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Except well, now for- I'm sure there are tensions in the- between the nations because the different leaders probably want to be in more in charge than they are. Oh, yeah. But they, I mean, think, they think they know better, too. Yep. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean... So they- I'm sorry, go ahead. They're Liz. at peace as long as there's a war. 
It's a good phrase. A very good phrase. Okay, so this pretty much covers most of the world building that I was going to go through today. Um, oh. I, uh, Goodbye, really, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bye. Bye. That, that was the big uh, grand scheme world building stuff. I've got enough pieces now that I can start pulling everything together and building uh, this world for you. Uh, now we can actually get into character creation. This is Yay. a thing that only takes like three days. So, uh, before we get into actual uh, race, class, what have you, um, do you guys want to do uh, character connections first, or do you want to build your character and then connect it thusly? Let's build the character first. We know what we're connecting. Okay. I agree. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we're going to use standard array for your character stats. Uh, you don't want the chaos of rolling? You take that chaos and you go play in another game with that. Thank you. <laughs> I tried that and I was like, I really want to make this one type of character. And then I rolled my dice and I'm like, human fighter it is. Yeah, no, it it, it screwed me over on a different game recently. So standard, like a standard array is nice because you can be balanced. How do I get Zoom back to normal? You can never oh, go back no. to normal. And that's the 15, 14, 13, 12, 10, 8? That is correct. It okay. is also on oh. page 13 for those of you at home. Oh, where did I put my book? It's right there. It's so close. <laughs> oh, I thought you were... Oh, I'm thinking something else. I've never done standard array, actually. I've only done point by or... Um, I've only done point by or rolling. Those are the only two ways I've made characters well, in 13 years of D&D. Sorry, repeat the numbers for... St- ah, never mind. I'm using D&D Beyond. <laughs> yeah, can, what are... I don't have... What, what are the numbers? It's 15, 14, 13, 12, 10, 8. I did not... 15. Oh, you can be really shitty at something. Yes. 15, yes. 14... Yeah. Huh? 15, 14, 13? Yep. Yeah. 10, 8... I did not hear all of them. Uh, 12. There's also and 12. 12. Wow, I never have a character with an 8 if I can help it. That's what makes it fun. Because you've got something that you're bad at. I do like min-maxing when it comes to games like this. I just try not to ever have a negative like when it comes to D&D. If I can avoid having one negative, I will not have a negative. I've definitely been bad at things. Mm-hmm. But I, I consider zero bad at things. Yeah. I just need to build the character around the negative. Like, why yeah. do I have a negative? Here's why. Here's story. Mm-hmm. I, I look for more negatives. It's more fun. Yeah, I, I do. I do like the ability to have a negative. The problem I have is just like sometimes you roll like shit. That's the that's the thing. I'm always like once once you have a character that you build, and then for some reason you just always roll badly, and you're like, well, this character I built is completely useless somehow. <laughs> I'll check all the traps, guys. <laughs> With my face. Oh, face checks. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, I know the kind of character I want to build. Okay. Uh, Same. Those of you that have an idea of what characters you want to build. Um, so it sounds like everyone, Nick, do you have a character concepts? 
I do. Uh, if you if we want to go around and kind of talk about those for a while. Yeah, I'm going to do this one in reverse. Just want to make sure okay. I didn't like, put you in the spotlight and you're like, I'm not ready yet. Don't come to me. No worries. All right, Joey. Let's start with cool. you, bud. All right, cool. Uh, so I'm looking at building a half-elf bard. Um, <laughs> don't laugh at me, Clara. Don't laugh at me <laughs> either, chat. I'm laughing with you. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, we're enjoying this moment. <laughs> yes. Uh, my concept is I kind of want him to, I want to build my idea of like a serious bard. And so my concept is he believes that he's going to take it on himself to preserve uh, in the fact that we lost the war, especially if it's magic versus anti-magic. I don't want people to... I don't want them to take that away from us. I don't want people to take our culture and our art away from us. And I think that art and culture and music is the only way to keep our nation alive. Uh, I'm kind of basing it off a quote I learned in college in my theater degree. Doctors save lives, but artists make life worth saving. Mm. So that's That's kind of my general, my elevator pitch for him. I like that a lot. And you said you wanted to be a half elf or full elf? A half elf. Okay. That's an interesting concept. I'm liking where this is going. So, how does uh, the Machine Empire treat art? Do they respect it, or do they feel they've got better art than you? I think think, it's different. Yeah, I think it's a completely different style of art. I I feel like our art is tied to our culture, and it's part of our identity. And that's what I'm trying to preserve. I don't want them to invade and turn us completely over to them and lose everything that we were. We were fighting for a reason. Even if we lost the war, I don't want to lose the reason why we fought. I see. Okay. And I want to try to inspire others to keep that going as well. All right, so. or, or, or maybe there's some things like our art embraces, you know, chaos and the randomness of nature and things that develop organically. And their art is very much by the numbers. Like, that's not art. That's just flinging paint around. You know, it's not art unless it's painted in this style. Yes. Uh, like that. Very much the conceit of the poetry class in Dead Poet Society. If anybody's familiar with that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That whole, here's how you judge a poem. Here's a grading scale on if a poem is good. Yeah, we don't believe in that. A poem is good because here, X, Y, and Z. Right, it moved you. you feel something. Exactly. Um, this is lifted directly from uh, uh, Leviathan by Scott Westerfeld. I'm going to add it to the reading list. Okay, turning uh, that down. Uh, in it, it is uh, World War One rewritten to be about the clankers who are steampunk versus the Darwinists who use genetically modified monsters. It's very cool. Um, but one of the things they talk about, it, they use in their visual dis- uh, design of the book and um, in that world is that the clankers are all very art deco in their designs, very rigid, very um, almost sometimes brutalist. Mm. And uh, the uh, Darwinists who are more about nature in this world are very uh, art nouveau. Mm-hmm. I love um, it. Or art, like even romantic art. Um I think that there's something to be seen in that visually. I know that we're kind of talking more about how it makes you feel because you're a musician. Uh, but just for some visual no, that makes No, that's perfect. That's exactly perfect. I love that. 
Yeah. Well, it also could even be the diff for music wise. It could even be the difference of maybe our side. Our side prefers the more acoustic sound. <laughs> like we uh, we are you know like the more uh, like wooden like the flutes and things like that. It's a little bit more light. It's a little bit more airy. Whereas like mm -hmm. the industrial side. <laughs> Is Industrial? more technological, yeah. <laughs> but it's all, hey. uh, yeah. I can imagine it's more brassy, more marching bandy, more you know. Oh yeah, um, uh, I would say I would say if you're uh, a trash person like me and like uh, get this involved, uh, it would be like the difference between like romanticism when it comes to music versus like baroque music. <laughs> oh, so, I was literally so what you sorry. were just describing is I feel like we are there. We are the Rococo fun kind of light and airy people, or we were, and we very much were into the romantics and like enlightenment. Like that's all of our stuff, and they were like the technological revolution. They're baroque. <laughs> Everything is it's just real loud dark and cool. Yeah, I was thinking a lot of just like Debussy, Debussy. Um, mm. What I was thinking about our kind of music. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. But yeah, so that's kind of what I'm thinking. I, love I was it. an art history major, so we talk art. I'm like, yeah! We're about jazz, man. Not yeah. about jazz. <laughs> I will say, I was an art history major who switched to engineering, so, like, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> you betrayed us! <laughs> I'm two of the two You were the chosen Ooh, one! That's an interesting concept. <laughs> that's a really good, yeah, I just, character concept, yo. Yeah. Right but that's not my character. <laughs> All right, uh, Blake, are you, are you uh, ready to talk about your character concepts? So I wanted to, I kind of wanted to go into this um, kind of world of these, like a group of philosophers and kind of like monks and warriors who kind of, mm -hmm. because our side has always needed some kind of defense. Like, it's not that you can't have the people who know how to fight and do things like you still need them. So I kind of wanted to go into this like, I kind of wanted to have a character who was a, a group of who was a member of a group of elite warriors, who used arcane magic. To arcane magic mixed with martial start fighting, to basically be they were kind of originally the top of the line of defense, until an all-out war happened, and then it kind of became like they became the generals and like the different people. They had to use a clone army a, to fight them back. Okay. Yeah, you know, shush. <laughs> <laughs> Too much Star Wars Rebels, y'all. Listen, if you want to play a Jedi, I just say so. That's fine. I just want to play a Jedi. Okay. Because I because you took Star Wars away from me. I didn't. I, that's a conversation off stream, but yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm teasing. No, you cannot play a ninja. <laughs> no, I want to play. I want to. I want to play a Jedi. Someone who is good and driven by the forces of good. Okay. But I want like. I want to play a character. I want her to have a little bit of like PTSD and stuff, though, so it's a little bit more like maybe she struggled a little bit trying to stay on the more like good side. Maybe she turned to some darker magic and forces. Okay. Um, so she's a little bit not. She's a little bit morally gray compared to what the warriors were known for. Oh, of course, if like, you were on the Huh? Maybe some demon shit. Oh yeah, no. She's. I want to play. Uh, yeah, the race I want to play is literally connected to extra planar magic. <laughs> All right. So, what is your so, uh, class character built? Uh, we're uh, just for those of you at home. We're starting at third level because that's when everything fun happens. Preach. So yeah, 
well i wanted yeah i wanted to mix um i wanted to mix monk with blade singing wizard it. but not playing an elf because we can do whatever the heck we want we're taking all the stuff off all the trappings but uh, since we're starting at third level i will only have really been trained in monk unless we can figure out some kind of feat that i can take that will have allowed me to have like magic or something well there's magic initiate i think which is one of the feats yeah or arcane initiate or something it's been a minute there is there is something that I can I think I can do to to get a magic I mean but the I picked a race specifically with like um mental disciplines and like different psychic like stuff. Okay. Uh what was the race? Uh Kalistar. I, pretend like I, I feel like we'll that. have to homebrew the lore a little bit behind how they work. Oh yeah, I mean We'll Instead of making them connected to the plane of dreams, like they're connected to like a deeper arcane magic, the force. You know, I've been playing a bunch of Final Fantasy, so the idea of magic users tied to a crystal of some kind that powers the magic of the lands, and you having to defend that from an invading force sounds kind of cool, but that's just me. Yeah, we'll, we'll I'm, I'm told i totally if we want to lean full into jedi-ness let's i'll have a crystal weapon that <laughs> i am i have a deep connection to crystal and blade still does you know 1d6 but you know magic 1d6 <laughs> no i want i'd want it to be a staff because i'm i'm a dual saber user two-sided mm. all right uh uh he him she her they them she her she her okay and uh he him for me Okay. We'll go over descriptions and whatnot. Probably the first session that we play. This way you guys can roll around for a bit, see how you feel. Um, and I'm also allowing everyone to restat their characters and rebuild them uh, mechanically up to 5th level. At 5th level, you're now locked into whomever you are. Um, okay. But your ties, your background, everything must still stay the same. So if you were like a blade singing wizard and you're like I don't want to be a wizard anymore I want to be a machinist well that's not going to work but if you want to switch over to be a sorcerer fine totally cool cool Blythe in, in terms of uh, what you're describing for like a dual wielder or a staff thing uh, if this is permitted you might want to look at the Eberron setting and the elves in that setting uh, have like a, a weapon called a double scimitar and Ooh. it might be fun to restat that and make that kind of like your staff slash blade weapon. Writing that down. Yeah. That sounds really cool. I think if I... I yeah, I mean, I can't really show it on stream very well because it's too big, but this connects to another one. Cool. Show off. <laughs> yeah. I, am I a Star Wars nerd? I couldn't tell. I don't think so. No, uh, that doesn't chat. Yeah. No. Doesn't add up. Okay, uh, um, you can't see all my Harry Potter stuff either. So, <laughs> uh, I think definitely we will homebrew something regarding the double scimitar and possibly make it crystalline or energy powered. Maybe it has a limited source, or uh, we'll, we'll, we'll workshop it, but we'll release it online so that if you folks at home want to use this stuff in your own game, take it. It's free. Enjoy. So, let's move on, Clara. Um. So I definitely, I wanted to play something that I'm not playing in any of my other, my other two 5e games I'm now in. Um, 
because quarantine has done things to me. Uh, so I'm play- I think I'm going to play a rogue. Okay. Uh, just a full on, a stri- straight, uh, like rogue, no multiclassing yet. Um, specifically, I think I wanted to play, I kind of, I kind of want to play a huckster. Huckster. Okay. Someone, someone who looked at the war and was like, I gotta look out for me. And, <laughs> and, and an opportunist. Yeah, an opportunist, uh, like with a heart of gold at some point. I'm Thunder sure. Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Um, also, I wanted to look. I what I really want to do is be Tulio and make Joey be Miguel. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Strumming intensifies. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um. I don't, I don't, I think they did fight. I think they were part of the, like, I think everyone fought. Um, but I think she, she's sort of like, I'm done with that. I, I want to make as much money as I can, pick an island, be queen, and fuck all y'all. Okay. <laughs> but, like, not. <laughs> all right, I take that. Um, I don't know how to describe that. No, 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 that, that sounds great. So you were an opportunist early on in the war. You saw possibly that all everyone's spinning their wheels. If you just took this piece here, took that piece there, went over to that island where they need these pieces, you could rule. But maybe Yeah, that was the out. plan. I don't think it went well. <laughs> maybe well, you know. y'all now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like that is the end goal. If we can get from A to B, that would be great, but it turns out there were a lot of letters in between. Yeah. Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> so, so Claire, Clara Chat is suggesting that you might want to look at the Mastermind archetype in D and D. I'm not sure which expansions it's in. Maybe Xanathar's, it. but we'll 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 track it down. It's really awesome. it's a Thank really you. cool class. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. There's also a monk now that is back from the or not a monk a rogue that comes back from the dead and it's kind of a cool role play mechanic so if you want to look at that it's called the revived hold on I can be a possum rogue yes <laughs> <laughs> that's how you break in you pretend to be dead they bring you in to bury you and then you're like ah, I'm actually alive it's oh shit yes you literally the, I'm playing it in a different campaign but it's literally that you have died and come back and now have a connection to death. Is oh, cool. I kind of really love that. Just Let me see if I can find it, and that might actually inform a lot of good character stuff. Let me know if you go that way, because I have a, a thing in my, my back head. My back head. That's a good word. $2 word, folks. Uh, in the back of my head, slash backstory, that kind of deals with people at time of death. So that can be an interesting thing for us to play with. Oh, Okay. Right. Uh, Clara, uh, do you know what race you want to play? Uh, anything but human. I'm looking at half elf right now because you get a charisma bonus. Just leave question marks there because well, I'm okay taking races that are not of uh, you know the main sets. If you want to expand or pull something from whatever, and we homebrew it, cool. I, I considered changeling as well, just because it's like, a changeling rogue is a pretty easy thing to swing. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Yeah, I just I I'm not playing D and D to be a human. Is my answer? Human fighter? No, no. 
got somebody you. finally I did oh, yeah. it on Twitter and people got mad at me and I was like, why do you want to play humans? I'm a human less than most people, but like more than I'd like to be. Same. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna leave question marks here for now for your race, but we'll get back to that. Yeah, I think for Kalistar too, I might want to tweak appearance because they're supposed to look human but I want I might want to see if we could go a little less human looking. A little less human like one giant eye in your middle of your head? No. Uh, not quite that but you okay. know <laughs> not not wrong maybe. maybe How many I'm just arms do you want? Three Five. but not in a very helpful way like one that's like <laughs> your back leg. Some fallout <laughs> mutation stuff right there. <laughs> I I seriously, this quarantine has made me itching to run a Fallout game, just where I wear the jumpsuit and become the overseer. Just cast uh, from home. Listen, I would listen. play in that campaign so much because I I love Fallout though. Like I love it so much. I've seen- I have a parlor LARP that involves a quarantine situation. I'll send it to the chat later. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Nick. Uh. I am thinking about playing a um, uh, probably some sort of cleric of knowledge. I like mm. the idea of kind of being the guardian of uh, magical knowledge or maybe knowing a great secret. I see the character as being very much like a, a researcher and part of a, uh, an order that preserves knowledge, seeks out knowledge, um, but also maintains a... Uh, connection to the body as well. So I'm thinking about multi-classing into monk. I'm not 100% sure on this yet, but I thought maybe going with some cleric and some monk, and that way I've got, uh, you know, mind-body connection um, it all involved. What if, I mean, if you decide to go that route, that could be an interesting way for our characters to have met. Yeah, I think that that, that might be a good connection. Like you were, you were a me- you were uh, the scholarly side of my order, and I was the more magic combat based side. Sure, no, I think that 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 works if you have sort of like the the council of of elders or knowledge, you know. But the, the I mean, hey, we're going there. The count, the Jedi Council, and then <laughs> the Jedi Knights, and then you know they kind of work in tandem, being protectors and. Uh, uh, archivists as well as being an enforcement. You, you had like all your holocrons. You'd be like a Jedi seeker, someone who goes out and hunts down holocrons and what have you. Right, find, finds knowledge, finds information. Um, I'm thinking of playing the character as being kind of um, older. Um, and so in my, in my head, oh, I, oh. I am kind of seeing like a smaller, older uh, character Um Right now, I've kind of half-built around using the Wood Elf template, but that was just for the min-maxing bonuses. Um, hey, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, if if I'm going for decks and wisdom, I want to find a race that does that. Absolutely. And the, o- and the other option there is uh, Kenku, which is also kind of interesting, mm. but uh, I'm not sure if that, uh, you know, h- how that would work. I, I actually kind of have always wanted to play one, so I'm kind of into that, but I don't know. You want to play Kinku? Go ahead and play Kinku. I mean, okay. What was the what was the the hang up? I guess was it like their lack of verbal skills or? Um, 
a little bit like that. Like uh, I was reading something about them where they really recommend don't try and just make noises and make all of your party members guess because that gets really irritating really quick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But instead just kind of describe the noises that you're making and the things that you're saying uh, as well. You could also speak sign language or one of us could speak Kenku. Okay. I was going to say, I, the race I have, the race I have, um, psychically can speak with people. So maybe I just have, I can, I, I mean, know what you're saying. <laughs> you could, we, could Han and, we could Han and Chewie it. Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> all of us just know. All, right. yeah, all of us just know what you're saying and no one else does. We, we could do something like that. I mean, although they do also mimic things that people say. So once, so I feel like there is obviously some verbal capability because you can imagine that someone, you know, you heard someone order a burger once. And so now you can order a burger. Yeah. <laughs> I would just sit there and be like, now say fart. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I only curse. I have, yeah. You only curse. Cause that's I hang out do. with a lot of sailors. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm not going to put a restriction on you as far as verbal uh, limitations. Speak as much or as little as you'd like. Because I know that can get old real quick. Like, oh yeah, at first it's fun. Then it's like, I got to tell these guys about this trap and I don't want to squawk here for half an hour. Right. Trying to get across. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll kind of consider that. I'll take a look. Uh, I'll take a look at that and see if, if that concept works. Okay. Um, but, but definitely kind of like an older... Uh, more scholarly individual, but who also has some reserves of energy and power. Okay. All right. So it uh, sounds like everyone's got a, a general idea. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, he, her, she, them, they? Uh, currently he, him, but I might go they, them. I'm, I'm debating. Okay. I will leave that one open. Follow up with you later. Okay. Um, <laughs> everyone sounds like they kind of have an idea of what they were that what they're doing. Well, it's a mixed idea. You have some people that I know what they're doing pre-war, some during the war, some post-war. So I guess let's roll it backwards. Uh, pre-war, what was your life like? Uh, feel free to jump in. Whomever has the idea first. Mm. I mean, it's okay to be scholars and to maybe temple life is boring, and you know, you it was the thing you did because that's what you did. Uh, maybe you're craving excitement and adventure. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking my. I mean, I'm I'm going to lean very much into she was young when she when she was put into the order, and like basically that was her life. But she was a knight, so like she did get to go out and do some like more exciting things than like some of the others might have gotten to do. Mm-hmm. Like she was, she was there young. She was raised there young. Doesn't really have an idea of who her family was. And I think, before pre-war, she was gung ho. She was drinking the Kool Aid. She was about everything. Like she thought everything they were doing was right. And then when war happened she basically kind of realized oh i wasn't prepared for what an actual war meant and like through mental training and fortitude she was able to keep her cool during it i guess Mm -hmm. but i want to say like i i 
think during the war she had something really traumatic happen that kind of made her rethink everything she'd ever been taught. Okay. I think for me, I think I character came of age during the war. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he enlisted into the war effort. Uh, I think he had an older brother who was in the war, who was of age already when the war started and kind of wanted to be like him and go and fight for what was right and do all that great stuff. But he didn't have like the warrior's ambition. He wasn't super into the war and the way he found himself keeping himself sane was throwing himself into his music. And I think he would write songs and write little ditties or whatever about the people he served with. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how he found his sanity in during the war. Okay. Uh, Claire and Nick, you guys have any ideas of what your characters were doing pre-war? Uh, I, I, do, I do, but I'm replying to some chat here real quick. Okay, so no I'll hold off for a second. Let's jump over to Claire. Um, I think I, I kind of, for this particular character, I think I'm okay with having, um, I, I say I think I'm okay, like, it's not okay other times. I'm just weird. Uh, I definitely want think that she had something, like, she, she was living a quiet life before, mm-hmm. and then something about the war just, like, activated Slytherin mode. Like, um, I don't want to go as far as, like, her whole family is dead, because I hate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, but like, uh, I, I think I'll have to like, I'll have to think about it more. Okay. Right now, I'm kind of going between defecting from, maybe being a refugee from the other the 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 winners basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like having having been a casualty of the actual fighting, and therefore, like, fuck it, <laughs> or um, having like, come from some place of power and then being like, I'm gonna do my own thing now and it's gonna be swindle, it's gonna be petty theft. So. That's fair. I mean, people, (laughs) you know, abandoning their homes and whatnot, I mean, it's a prime opportunity for looting. So. Mm -hmm. It's just a fact of what it is. Alright. I think there's just something, it's just like, the quiet, I think that, like, she didn't really, wasn't, didn't gel with the quiet life. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but never had the opportunity to take it to to do anything else, and now the world is the world is upside down, and you know what? I'm gonna do my own thing now. Were you possibly conscripted so. uh, by the machine, uh, the Empire engine? Or did they just say, "Oh, you're of age. You're now working for us," and you're like, yeah. "What's to that? I didn't sign up for this." Yeah, if I take the revived, I definitely died for the other country. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Like, whether really cool. that was my choice or not. <laughs> I've served. You already got me dead once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh. this, is, this is like marriage till death, right? <laughs> I can if, go now. If, if you go that route, was that what flipped the switch and made you be out for yourself? Like, maybe you were actually drank the Kool-Aid and were on that side, but once you died for them, you went, this isn't worth it. And I'm just going to be looking out for number one. Yeah. I think that, I think that might, that, that works. Let me see. I, I like that. I'm trying to find uh, revived on here. I found uh, mastermind. Revived is definitely on D and D beyond. Cause that's where <laughs> I found it. 
I'm going to have to just look. But, I mean, even if you don't go revive, you can still use the concept of having appeared to have died. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe the other side healed you and saved you. Left for dead. There's a, yeah, there was definitely <laughs> there was definitely like an aspect of like oh yeah okay I'm here I'm doing the thing I'm I guess uh, oh okay no bye I guess I died that's uh, all right I like that <laughs> yeah I like that a lot yeah yeah okay oh where is it right, Nick uh, do you is, have, is, go ahead is is revived uh, I thought that was only uh, UA right now it, it mm. is. Okay. I was using it, so I don't know. Okay, we'll pull it in. I found it under UA, but you should be able to use UA. Okay, well, especially in, a, in this homebrew world. Yeah, <laughs> is it a class? Sorry, is it a class or is it a? a it's a su- it's a subclass of rogue. Yeah, okay. it's a subclass. Mm-hmm. So right, I'm gonna you- go. Sir- it would be your third level specialty, basically. Yeah. It looks like someone in chat put a link. I'm gonna toss it in the Slack and see if that works for you. Thank you. Thank you, chat. Thank you, chat. I also like Mastermind. Mastermind is really cool, but I think it's just more advanced than I my character's gonna get for this game. Okay. I mean, if you get to a certain point you're like, you know, I don't want to switch it over. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Alright. Okay, so um I believe that my character's name is uh Maktaba. Oh. And and Maktaba, uh, prior to the war, I think was uh, an archivist, a researcher, and a traveler who looked for um, new new magic, uh, new knowledge, new information, and uh, went out, scribed it, brought it home to the monastery, for lack of a better word, um, to archive it so that the unique things that were being created were being preserved uh, and stored and sort of worked with this um, temple of knowledge that kept all of that information together so that it was available for for all peoples. And I think that he did that for for many years. Um, What, you know, as as one of the people who uh, tracked down and researched and found that information. And then over time, uh, as he got older, got more and more into being an archivist and writing up treaties about things and wanted to um, collate that information and guard it more than finding new information, making sure that the information that was brought to him was correctly cataloged and cross-referenced and all that sort of things. So a long time ago, he probably had more physical skills and some of that's deteriorated now as, as he's gotten older, or they've gotten older, depending on what pronoun I'm going to use. I'm not sure okay. uh, for the character. And I think that the um, my kind of idea is that up into the war, he might have been still kind of uh, pressed into service out in the field as the fighting was happening, because as things were being destroyed as uh, knowledge was becoming lost, he was desperately and frantically trying to grab what he could and save that information and save that knowledge so that it could be passed on and used later uh, and not just um, destroyed in, in the vagaries of war. Okay, I'm definitely sensing a, a theme here uh, and definitely some missions that overlap with other characters. So, 
during the war were would you guys have come together as part of a squad of some kind would you have worked together I mean it sounds like two of us definitely would have I, I think that there is definitely a, a good connection between Bly's character and my character if uh, as I got older I needed someone who could do more of the physical work mm-hmm. uh, and, and be a protector and so I could definitely see the two characters going out and um, maybe even doing raids during the war to like sneak in, get some information and sneak back out or uh, even just you know save people who had the information that, that hadn't been recorded or just th- things in that general nature. I don't yeah, want to say that, like, I don't think that it was like a master Padawan type situation, but no. a, but definitely like two people who are working for a similar aim. Well, maybe we met, maybe one of my posts was guard. Like maybe I was sent to guard the temple that you specifically put, like that you archived things at. Like maybe I was sent to guard that. So we met there and then during the war, it became a, like, I can keep, I can help you get information and protect people. And I became, like, we kind of became, yeah, maybe, like, maybe we started, like, transporting diplomats and stuff. Like, trying to make sure that people who had knowledge and power, like, we could protect them. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely see that that could work. Like you weren't my you weren't my master per se, but it was like you were definitely a master compared to my level, whereas I was sent to like guard and be like a like a, an actual guardian of the temple. Right, right. I, I was not prepared for war because I didn't get I don't I don't think before that my girl was ever like she was sent into the field, but it wasn't war. It wasn't like really fighting. It was like kind of just like, hey, can you go get these like artifacts and things and bring them back safely like I feel like that's what she did a lot she was more of like an archaeologist but she kept being like when do I get to fight and then fighting came to her right the two yeah, sides I, of I really like that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she realized she didn't like fighting as much as she thought she did okay um, I might go the route I might just go the route of her master having been like the one who actually was her like teacher got killed mm-hmm. and that was when she kind of realized and then the rest of the order didn't really seem to care that's right. I would say that they it's not that they didn't care I think that they probably just didn't have it, time it came across to her as if they right. didn't care like it was kind of just like we don't this is war we don't have to we can't deal with this now bye <laughs> But it sounds like for Clara's character, <laughs> maybe we found you when if you if you're going the route of you died or seemed dead, maybe we found you shortly after. Maybe we helped well, you. I actually wanted to jump over real quick because you guys have a pretty good connection, you and Nick. Uh, so I wanted to jump over to Clara and Joey and see if there's a connection there, and then maybe we can connect all four together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, okay. So what am I? things I was thinking about, again, kind of playing into the using music to, to get myself through the insanity of war is I think one of the things my character would do would be play. Like he wrote a song to play for people who are passing to kind of ease their passing into death. Um, 
So maybe doing that is where I found Clara's character. Maybe if, you know, we thought she was actually dead, we pulled her in. I don't know if that works for you, Clara, at all. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely okay with that. Um, I have to figure out how I died, among other things. So, yeah, no, that works. Um, I mean, what keeps you around now? Because... <laughs> I don't, I'm not a nice person, or at least I'm not a, I don't seem like a good person. May, may I make a suggestion here? Please. If you do go with the revived, what if the one, one time, and we don't know why your song actually helped or, or appeared to bring back Claire's character Mm -hmm. and maybe the connection that you have with, uh, with me is that you came to my temple to try and research and find information about why that happened. Now, I don't know how that's exactly going to go with your characters, but that might be some way to, uh, to integrate. I do kind of like that. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, that could work. It's definitely not like a normal thing. Um, in the revived uh, backstory thing, it actually, um, it's like by level three, you realize that you died once before, but we can wave that away because it's this is all, this is all homebrew. Um, a couple like it has some really interesting things. Like I don't need to sleep or drink or breathe, so it's like it's and wow, wow, this is real fun. Um, <laughs> but it means that you have a close personal, you kind of have a relationship with a previous. Um, you probably kind of not a relationship, but something brought you back and you kind of still have a relationship with it. It looks like, mm-hmm. and you start remembering your past life. So it's starting to look like I actually don't know what happened before I died. Mm. Interesting. That could be Which, really as much as I hate as a concept. I'm okay with, because I trust y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're kind of a blank slate trying to figure out who you were before you died. Yeah. I'm going to have to, oh. I would like to, I would like to, uh Oh, Sorry, my internet connection got unstable. Um, I would like to, as You're a back. player, have fleshed out... I'd like to, as a player, have fleshed out a little bit of what I was like before I died. Okay. Um, because I personally find that it can be kind of a cop-out. Um, or, I mean, it's a really, really good crutch for people. Who, uh, it's a really good uh, ability when people aren't comfortable making up backstories and characters and stuff. But either working with Jameson off-camera or even today here, I think I want to figure out more like something or else it's like air blank slate. Have fun. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to force you into, uh, into a situation that you don't like, but what if this is a sort of a unique thing and your character is somehow actually tied to Joey's song and maybe you need, him to sing at you regularly or maybe there's like a distance thing involved or something that you, you know, start to die again if you're too far away from him. I, you know, it's, it's a little, it's a little railroading, but it kind of like I mean, links your characters. Joey, are you okay with something like that? I would be okay with something like that. I mean, I, again, I, I think it can be really interesting. Um, I love having that built-in weakness, if that's a thing. Oh, because if you did, and if you did that, you could be coming to our 
to us to be like, how do we undo? Can I be dead or alive? How how did this happen, and how can we stop it? Yeah. (laughs) And and not kill you in the process. Yes, I would like to not be dead. Whatever this is, it's not living. Because I also imagine the temple that we were at was also kind of a college or a school. Like, it's, it's a place of knowledge where people could go and visit regularly. Like, you didn't have to be a member of the order to use the knowledge. You just had to be someone who studied magic. Uh, yeah, I think that there are probably, like most organizations and, and libraries and things like that, there's the there's the general access that people can have, that people can come and visit, and then there's more important or powerful stuff that is hidden away. Members only. Yeah. The stuff we don't want the enemies getting. Right, or, or even just that we don't want... Like, you don't put the gun in the hands of a three-year-old because they don't understand how it works and what's going to happen. The same way you wouldn't put powerful magics in the hands of, you know, Clem, who (laughs) wants wants to curse his neighbor because he stole a cow. Fair. That's a valid reason. Yeah. I like that. Okay. This is cool. Ah. I like your... I like the... I'm, I'm... excited for the concept of an ex because like if you don't remember a lot about your life then like oh did you find her like if she wasn't if she was part of the other side would you have found her in her uniform then Mm. and like would you know who she like that she was a member of that side but you don't tell her oh shit (laughs) (laughs) wow yes yes and here's why here's why (laughs) Uh, so I'm changing my backstory a little bit. So it was a sister who went off to fight in the war before me instead of a brother. Ooh. And something about her reminds me of my sister. <laughs> Not my sister, and I know that, but something about oh. her reminds me of my sister. I was like, we getting roll soap opera <laughs> I don't know. There's some great role playing going on here. I'm, I'm down for I'm really, I'm really excited to have gone somewhere and been like, and, and like see, like to go places and be like, isn't that you? Like, isn't that your photo? And people would be like, nah, that's weird. That's not me. <laughs> yeah, I think I think what happened is I put you in one of our uniforms so I could bring you back to our side to revive you. Yes. Or like took off they, the insignia. Exactly. Because I knew if they yeah. knew who you were, they would have let you die or killed you on site if I'd revived you. After I revived you. So I hid who you were from you and everybody else to make sure that we could figure out what this was and how I could help you. Yes. Oh, I'm digging this. All right. So one thing I I can't wait to have an evil twin. One thing I definitely noticed is that all of you are after something. You're after knowledge. You're after arts. You're after gold, what have you. Um, So the concept of you all being essentially dungeon raiders, as it were, where you look for artifacts and art that has either been lost to time, trying to reclaim it, possibly lost during the war, definitely rings true uh, from what I'm hearing. Is, would you say that's accurate? Yeah. Kind of. I mean, I, I imagine me getting more from the people and being more involved with the, the people from our mm-hmm. nation in general. So, I like, getting the culture from the people, from the actual source, and then using that to bolster them to keep the faith and to keep fighting 
for who they are is kind of what I'm going for. But re- recovering relics and things like that could do that too. It could easily be kind of a, a symbol of, I restored this to you. This is who you are. Use this as a beacon to Rally. inspire yourselves to exactly. Well, maybe you turn into song and we're the, we're the ones like we're focused on the relic aspect and you're more focused on the like personal stories. Maybe you can scribe things and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yep. I if there there are um, in Tomb of Annihilation, there are uh, archaeologist and anthropologist backstories, and mm-hmm. the thing is, those can work pretty well with exactly what you're talking about. If your focus is more on kind of uh, interviewing people, getting their histories, their stories, inspiring them, making sure that they understand that just because we lost the war doesn't mean that you know we're worthless or uh, that that we're not going to to, to continue to persevere um whereas like I, I see mine as being partly those oral traditions partly that information and then also things that people are working on and secrets and maybe claire is more interested in like finding the things that can be sold or that are valuable and that are worth something in order to go ahead and kind of have like a joint mission if we're in um towns or areas that have been overrun or that have maybe lost some of that uh, history or information. That could also start off as a point of conflict. Like maybe Clara's character is like, we should sell this. And they're like, we don't know if this is, this could be a historical artifact. We it belongs in out. a museum. Well, <laughs> we don't have the you funding you had before. <laughs> As you say, you know who pays a lot of money for stuff? Museums. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Clara can be in charge of getting jobs for you. Get it, keep making yeah. sure that you Stay in the air. Um, so we, we, we do have some uh, information from chat. Uh, it's been suggested to look at um, the Monument Men uh, from for uh, the the World War Two. Mm-hmm. Who uh, it was uh, the Monuments, Fine Arts, and Archives program under the Civil Wars uh, of the Civil Affairs and Military Government sections of the Allied Armies established in 1943 to protect cultural property in war areas during and after World War II. Um, so it was an actual group historically that uh, kind of is was doing what we're looking at, uh, recreating right here. So it might be something for us to look into for our reading list. Maybe that's what you, that's your connection, is that was your squad, is you went into, you were the monument men, we can rename it to whatever we'd like, uh, and you went into the enemy lines and war zones to pull out this information and these people Uh, for preservation. I just want to throw this out there. How do you feel about calling this thing that Nick and Blythe belong to the Order? That works. Okay. Sure. Now. <laughs> I mean... You mean because it's not the Jedi Order? Of course not. We're right. just filing those numbers right off. <laughs> but, That's the next fine. part uh, is, of course, Did everything... the Order fall? Yes. Uh. <laughs> the, well, okay, so if I play a Kenku who have like those black eyes, this could be the Order of the Jet Eye. Mm. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know, I know. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but actually. I'm only mad. I didn't think first. That's <laughs> yeah, that's same. Yeah, I think we all are. 
But that so actually brings order. me to the next point. Yes. So it's called the order. Uh, information and knowledge was being funneled there. They were fueling uh, and feeding, uh, I guess, supporting your endeavors. Um, but I th feel like there should be an event near the end of the war where the order is destroyed. And all of that knowledge that had been gathered or claimed there is either lost, destroyed, or possibly dispersed throughout the lands. How do we feel about something like that? Love I, it. Yeah. Because I kind of see them, the way we could do that, too, is maybe they were... Maybe because I feel like they had their hands in a lot of different things, like knowledge. But they were they were the knowledge people, but they also had warriors. They also had politicians. Like, so like you could easily make an argument that they were a prime target for the other side. Basically, take out one of their prime sources of knowledge, and you take out you disperse a lot of their powerful people. I mean, they're striking at your your heart more or less. Yeah. You know, everyone is bound by this and. If you've lost all of your knowledge and your history and who you were, that kind of defeats the people morally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would also say they were part of the arcane nation. Probably. Because okay. I feel like their power, like they have studies of all powers, but I feel like their magic was arcane focused. Oh, I see. Yes. That makes I sense. I see what you're saying. Sorry, I thought arcane versus technical nation. I'm like, well, clearly they're part of the arcane nation. Sorry, I was confused there for a second. <laughs> we're all good. Right. We're okay. fine. <laughs> We're all fine here now. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of rum. That's how I am. Oh. Why is all Me the rum too. gone? Me too. I got to get out to a store so one of these one of these quarantine weeks. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Love that so much. Okay, so uh, do is this just like the the uh, you know the Empire machine just showing up there in massive force? and obliterating it, or was this uh, the work of the Thrawn-type character? Did he lead I'm, the charge? Wait, I like, wait. Go, mm -hmm. Illusion wizard guy, maybe he was the head of the Order. Okay. And the Thrawn guy attacked it directly as like a big I'm going to take you out and I'm going to take out everything you care about other than me, my lover. Is there just a crater now where the temple used to be? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's just a big crater. Uh, we can definitely say there are sub-basements and what have you for exploring. Um, oh yeah, of course. But yeah, most There were also of other temples, I would imagine. It could be a metaphorical crater. Metaphor. It's an emotional crater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's named my new punk band. Beat me to it. Emotional <laughs> crater. <laughs> I feel Actually, like that's more like sad core music. Sad you know, it's my, it's your emo I, I, punk band. Yeah, I feel like that is a band that is going to be formed by five people in quarantine. Crater, <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> and everything is just streamed. Mm. Um. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and there was a cry. Did you hear that? It was like a bunch of musicians being silenced, crying out, and being silenced all at once. <laughs> Yeah. So. Okay, so uh, what about if the Thrawn-type person uh, called out the illusionists, pulled them away from the uh, the actual uh, the order in order to destroy it? It was a mm -hmm. feint, as it were. 
Absolutely. Ooh. Absolutely something that a Thrawn type character would do. Oh. I, I'm sorry, could could you say that again? I was uh, replying to something. No worries. So the idea is that the Thrawn type character um, called out the illusionist for a fight um, as a feint to lure him away from the, oh, the yeah. order. Okay. And you know, he's like, oh, I'll I'll wage everything on the war on this one fight. You beat me, you you win. We'll call off all of our armies. And he gets pulled away, and then he just hammers the order. Or even just that the. Uh, the strike occurred during the duel during everything. Oh, yeah. So turn back around and like, Oh, <laughs> so maybe even, maybe even the illusionist won quote the encounter mm. and walked away feeling triumphant only to discover that their life's work had been annihilated. And so many of the like people were lost. Mm-hmm. I like this oh. character. Now we can possibly roleplay with them. Where are they at now? <laughs> yeah, no, we've got some ideas here. Well, if he's the head of the order and he lost, he clearly went into exile somewhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to remake Star Wars, guys. Buckle up. <laughs> I mean, I imagine that he is probably with the politicians <laughs> trying to fix things, but is feels like he can't really do much now like they kind of probably they were like you were this big hero but now it's kind of like but you lost one of our most important things so it's kind of this weird strain like he's trying to do what's right to fix things but I'm sure a lot of people have mixed feelings on whether or not he's actually a hero what if everyone blames him that's kind of what I was thinking he was away from the, the order his illusion magic was focused on the fights so they were able to target it and hit it hard yeah. How did, how did you not see this coming? And right. he saved. He pro- what I, if he's. Oh, sorry. Go. I, I was just going to make a joke. I was just going to say, because I'm an illusionist, not a div- divination wizard. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so what if the other attack was still an equally, like, kind of an e- almost equally important area? Mm hmm. And so he did save a bunch of actually awesome, like, a really. It was actually, like, a really good win. But because of this loss, there's this mixed feeling of like, right? How much of a right. hero is he really? Oh, what, mm-hmm. what if this was the the Druidic nation? You know, he was at their capital. Yeah. I was like, I will level this entire place unless you fight me, and let's put everything on the table. And yeah, he went there to save the the Druidic people, and they look at him as a hero. But everyone from the Arcane nation is like, idiot! Come on, you left us <laughs> defensively, defenseless. Or- even on top of that, it's like um, you let your pride, you thought that this would be a, like this would be done with the duel, and so you went in, Leroy Jenkins style, to do this duel, rather than like, the plan. Right. I don't know. Well, because he's got that, that history with him, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, he let his emotions run over him. And they were both members of this order together. Of course. Yep, yeah. absolutely. And they were dating. Oh, yeah. And then... I think we've established they were in a relationship. Oh, yeah. No, oh, they're, yeah. they're very oh, yeah. gay. <laughs> and this Super. is why you don't eat. You don't shit where you eat. That's true. But That's true. Do, 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 do. It was just like, <laughs> we'll rank up together. It'll be great. And oh. then they started having disagreements as they or got more them, power. Exactly. Yeah, one of them got better. The Thrawn character wanted to have more power, wanted to be the leader of the Order. And uh, did not get there. Did not get it. Uh, Anakin Skywalker style. 
said, sorry, I'm jealous. I'm going to kill all the onions. You were the chosen one! <laughs> Annie! <laughs> Breaking my heart! <laughs> oh, mm. I love this so much. You're going down a road I can't follow! <laughs> I'm sorry, I mean, I'm done. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, you're not. <laughs> Don't ever be done. It's also very Dumbledore and Grindelwald still. Like, they were getting together and then their ideologies started to split. Mm-hmm. Like. Clara's character died of a broken heart. I was going to say, like, I, I'm not dying of a broken heart. You can't make me. What does that mean? She died of poor writing. Didn't the writers write us too? Yes, we're doomed. <laughs> oh man! How very spaceballs! <laughs> I'm gonna die over here. What is this now? What about then? We're right past then. I'm I'm loving all of this. Um, do do we want to? And I'll actually throw this out to chat. Uh, chat, do you want to name this event? Uh, like, what would this have been called? You know, we can't just go with the fall of the order because, you know, that's, you know, needs more dressing. This is more of like an ideological situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This that's was like a big yes. explosion. Yeah, it was, I'm, I'm guessing like, because I, I want to say like, our characters were there, Nick, like when it happened, mm-hmm. probably. And we just had to escape and leave everything behind. Ooh, maybe that's the event that makes my, my girl regret war and fighting and like regret everything because she just saw the mass ca- carnage and like many of her friends died that day right yeah that would suck dying what if you stole <laughs> one of the last order uh not the last order uh but one of the last <laughs> of the orders airships yeah just to get out like basically it was like we had to get out and we tried to save who we could but that wasn't many no right and and uh, you know any kind of uh, knowledge or other uh, antiquities that that could be rescued as well. Um, chat has a couple of suggestions here. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone has suggested Gabriel or some other angel type name would be good irony for the betrayer boyfriend who went over to the tech side. I like that. Um, okay. Someone someone else has suggested uh, there have been the suggestions of the vanishing and the schisming. Uh, and the disorder for the uh, for, for for the attack and the event, um, so we can consider those. Okay. The great disorder. <laughs> I'm I'm rolling that one around. I'm like the disorder. The van- I can do uh, The vanishing is kind of interesting because it's like kind of a magical term almost. Like you made their knowledge and source of knowledge vanish. Yeah, I, I kind <laughs> of. I kind of. I kind of think that, like, there's probably different names for, for, like, different groups or different people have different names for it. And I think that in the order, it might be called, like, the vanishing because exactly like you said, all of this knowledge, all of this information, gone, vanished as if it never existed. Mm-hmm. What about uh, something like the dusk fall? Hmm. That feels like, more, um, what's the ooh. word? appropriate in the sense that like I feel like it would it, okay it depending on how long it's been since it happened 
it could have a nice important name like the dusk fall or like you know the sun the, you know the this twilight the dusk of the or if it happened fairly recently i feel like it would have a more br- like blunt name like the vanishing or you know the collapse so this because... is going to be taking place five years after the game is going to happen five years after this event Cool. Okay. What if it's like the the something to do with burning like because it's called we're, our game is dying embers. Mm-hmm. What if it has something to do with burning or like scorching or the conflagration? Yes, conflagration. <laughs> I love that. Yes, SAT word. <laughs> <laughs> What's an English major for nothing? <laughs> it all led up to this yeah. moment. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right, I'm done. I peaked. I'm going to throw out some of the uh, honorable mentions in the chat. Uh, The social distancing. Yep. Too real. real. X card. Too real. (laughs) I like the date. Just the the date. date. (laughs) Or the unweaving. I do like the unweaving. That's pretty fun. How are you guys on chat? That's like the scattering. I I have Twitch open. I have... I have it open uh, on another if, window. Clara, if, if you open up Twitch, uh, you can get the chat, and you can also pop the chat window out and then close Twitch so it doesn't kill your bandwidth. Oh, God. This changes everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do like the conflagration. Uh, conf- uh, I'm not ever going to say it. Conflagration. Conflagration? I, yeah, I, that's my vote. I, I kind of like that. Sorry, chat. The sizzling. The sizzling. Sorry. <laughs> I pulled up a bunch of words that mean burning. The I'm totally thesaurus it. I am thesaurus.coming it right now. Well, Jim's what I was likes it, before. So. I'm a big fan. You yeah. don't sell the loss of knowledge, you sell the sizzling. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Complication of the order. I like it. Well, this is a podcast. Everyone's just going to hear Nick's great puns and all of us dying slowly as we laugh. <laughs> What a way to go. Right. Yep. Okay. Conflagration. We've got, I think, everything we need now. You guys have where you were, where you were during the actual uh, events, what the war was fought over, what the nations were, um, what they all stood for. And so next time we meet, we'll have everyone make their characters and have their you know, made. And yeah, I think that's, uh, I think we're good. Was there anything else you folks wanted to go over or dive more into? Yes, Clara. You're muted. I'm sorry. Clara, you're muted. (laughs) Good. You couldn't hear me swearing. Um, We felt it though. We felt it in our heart. I'm glad. Uh, Do you want us to have, uh, yeah. Lip readers are going to be very confused by my swears. Uh, do you want us to be um, meeting each other fairly recently from this, uh, from, uh, oh God. Should we meet in a tavern <laughs> first game? Or do you want us to have a little more, like, we just did a thing and now we're on the road again? Um, I think what we'll probably end up doing is having you on the road again and you all go through and recap what you just did. Each of you taking turns, yes, ending and changing what that adventure was. Um, I like the idea of all of you already knowing each other and already being on this ship 
whatever you guys want to call it. Uh, if you want to have an autopilot who flies it for you, great. If one of you wants to take up the mantle of pilot, great. Entirely up to you. Um, but yeah, I do want you all to know each other and to be together at this point. Uh, whether you're clutching onto each other uh, since the event because that's all you have now, or that's just what's comfortable and you don't want to change anything after everything. So... I mean, we definitely met, because, yeah, if we met, if you came to the Order to try and find information on why you're alive, you, we met before that got destroyed. Though I don't think you would have been there when it was destroyed. Yeah, that's, that just, it makes some timeline squishiness. Uh, we'll figure it, there are other temples, so. Well, I mean, it, it's totally possible that, that that's when you guys had, you, uh, you all had arrived, were doing the research, working together while this fight occurred and you had to escape together. Okay. That does make sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and you were the you were the ones we were able to help get out. Just <laughs> not any members of my order apparently, and I'm very sad. Well, they should have been able to find their own way out. Like that's They no. should have run faster. Uh, maybe well, that's something I'm- you hunt down as beacons of your order. Their airships are scattered over the areas. Some of them are living in swamp planets. Some of them are living on desert Desert planets. (laughs) Some of them are. (laughs) There's this image of twin suns. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good question. How many suns does this planet have? (laughs) No, that's serious. One? I'm okay with one. I'm okay with one, maybe, if we wanted something fun, like multiple moons. Yeah, I'm down with multiple moons, but like a single sun. Okay, so multiple moons. Yeah. Scientifically, we should only have one sun, not yeah. two. <laughs> We're not winning about science sun. here. Come on. It's a dark sun. No iron. <laughs> All sand. Is one a forest moon? Uh, mm. <laughs> maybe. Maybe you guys go moon jumping. Who knows? Um, oh so, yeah. So, one, moon, uh, one sun, several moons. We'll figure out on the number later. And if there's kind of life on there, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll we have to go to the force mode last because it has to be the end. Or mm. thank you, Nick. Well, thank you for that. Dub-dub. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I appreciate all of that. Thank you. All right, uh, I <laughs> James V wants us to add spell jammer. We'll see. I mean, we'll see yeah, us. like if that <laughs> were my choice. <laughs> Spelljammer is such a weird setting. Yeah, but, but I like, love that's the, the point. Yeah, those dragonfly ships. Oh man! Well, like this I love is those. Brew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a homebrew. Like that's true. Firefly esque. Like we could have airships come in many forms, and if technically the airships are run by magic anyway. Oh, you're them. making a real powerful argument. I might send over some of the uh, the ship diagrams over to uh, Jameson. Please do. I mean, I, and this is and totally. I thin. would honestly, honestly, I would love to be tooling around in one of the Dragonfly class ships from Spelljammer because that has been something that I've loved for twenty, thirty years now. Let's do it. That's the entire point of this game. Let's do it. It's Let's it's a magical again. based ship. It works. It fits your guys' theme, and it's something that came from the order. Yep. All right. I mean, whereas the other okay. ships are steam powered and/or powered by uh, uh, other uh, energy sources. Great. Oh, definitely. Our our um, dragonfly, or like the ships that our nation has, 
are not as big and cannot carry as much. They're probably more. Um, it's like airplanes versus zeppelins. <laughs> Is yes. that like? There's a lot of drawbacks to flying a zeppelin. Right. So wait, are you, you're the airplane, not the zeppelin, right? Or other way around? We're the zeppelins. <laughs> okay, I thought you guys would be like yeah. small and nimble, but not very much firepower or defense. I would say, oh, yeah. I was going to go with the Zeppelin is slow and shitty and has a really big, obvious flaw. Right. Exhaust Shoot. port. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's not Death Star our ship. Let's Death Star their ships. I mean, they could yeah, have yeah. the big, powerful Zeppelins. Uh, yes, yes, don't maneuver very well, but they do have very big cannons and very heavy uh, armor. That's true. They make ours great are, blockades. All of ours like are magic read, powered. Read Leviathan, it makes all the sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll have to. I, I will. I will post more. Uh, uh, more required reading, I guess. In um, do we still have forums? Yeah. <laughs> Kimmy, don't kill me. But do we still yeah. have forums? Yes, we no, still have forums. We still have forums. Absolutely. Okay. I'm sorry. And and actually, that that's a really good place for people who are listening later uh, and weren't able to participate in any of the world building here. Mm-hmm. If they want to make suggestions, we can start a forum post about this game and let people uh, make some suggestions or at least give us reading lists and ideas and things for us to look at and consider. Maybe give us some political leaders. Yeah, the names. Mm -hmm. The illusionist of the throne. So we don't have Thrawn guy in Dumbledore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I believe it's pronounced Throngi. Throngi. I was going... I was going with Throndlewald. Throndlewald. Y'all can go home now. Mm-hmm. I'm already home. I know. I'm sad about it. <laughs> Throndlewald and Dumbledore. <laughs> I don't have another name for Dumbledore, so. Doesn't matter. We all know who he is. Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, I just here. Can you see? Nope. Nice oh, spiral. There it yep, is. There we go. Perfect. Gay. Gay. Go to. Yes, it needs to be explicitly clear. They were gay. Yes. One hundred percent. None of this Schrodinger's gay bullshit. No, no, no. subtext. Just take them out of the box. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. It's all text here. All all of the text. So much text. Alright. Um, was there anything else you folks would like to go over? Uh, nothing in chat. Okay. <laughs> nothing in, on stream, I think. Nothing on stream, okay. Um, backgrounds, give those a look at. Uh, anything is open. If there's something that you're uh, not comfortable with, you don't find something that matches what you're looking at, we'll, we'll make something up. Um, I do want to have backgrounds actually be important to this game. So even though you pick a background, I want us to kind of delve deeper into it. Like, uh, what does this mean? Are you from this nation or that nation? And why is that a thing? Why? What do you carry with you from your nation? Mm-hmm. So, Love that. Awesome. Uh, uh, and off, I guess off, um, off stream, we got to figure out like what exactly happens if... Uh, that magic starts reversing. If Joey's magic starts reversing, mm. is it like a zombie situation where I lose eyeballs, or is it like <laughs> I want to know? 
We'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah that's fun. That's or is it just like you drop down dead if he's too far away? <laughs> maybe maybe we do this. Maybe if you get a certain distance, we make you start making your roll on the wild magic table and we just see what happens. Oh yikes. Wild magic table. Beard of feathers. <laughs> that would I, just like a side effect. Yeah. I, I was imagining just your your character would start to kind of like whine, you know, slow down like you were running out of like, you know, un- unwound. Uh, just wind I, down. I was thinking of also um in Princess Bride when he just kinda like can't move his body. Yes. <laughs> just like okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was kind of picturing where it's like it, it, you suddenly you start losing function Mobility. and then eventually mm-hmm. you just stop once yeah. it, it you die like, more yeah, sets un- in. Like, like unwinding we'll figure it out but it's gonna be fun and terrible because I love I love consequences mm-hmm. I just love the idea that one of us has to carry you at some point because Joey's too far and we're like god damn it get back here <laughs> they kidnapped the board <laughs> Oh, that's oh no! All I'm gonna right. deck sixteen. Okay. Keep up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have a dex of fourteen. So okay, I started uh, when I was level one. I started this game with an HP of eight. Oh, so. that is a good question. How are we doing HP? Are we using averages? Um, or I what hate, do you want to do? I hate low HP just because it's sort of not fun. So take the average, um, but always roll. If you roll under the average, then take the average. If you roll above the average, take whatever you rolled. Beautiful. Oh. I can do that. I love that so, system. So D&D Beyond actually has um, a calculator for HP based on your constitution or something. Mm-hmm. So um, my character kind of came with one. That's fine. If you want to use X, I think sometimes it's a little... I've had oh, issues so with shit. HP. Yeah. So you are using a D. Let me see. Is it D eight for your uh, HP? So your first level, it's going to be eight plus your Constitution modifier, which at most is going to be three. Um, so it's going to be eleven yeah. to start with. Is your con eight or is it? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Is your con um, I'm actually, I'm actually at eighteen now, so I'm okay. I'm not mad at it. It's like a comfortable rogue That's HP. Kind of like. low. Uh, what is your what's your constitution score? Eighteen Ten. for level one's not bad. Uh, oh, for yeah. three, we're at level three. Level three, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I, level. T- uh, I'm I've got a ten constitution. Okay, so zero. I, it is not my it is not my nerf stat, but it's pretty close. Right. Yeah. That eight, eight, eighteen is max for level one uh, mm-hmm. plus con bonus, and then five and five because rogues okay. are a d eight. Would be eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If, right. If you're comfortable with that, cool. If you want to roll the dice and see if you can do better, that's also fine. Look, apparently I die if I get too far from Joey. So, like, what's an eighteen <laughs> HP at this point? Maybe it should be your dump stat. <laughs> it's my dump stat. Con is just not what you're good at right now because you died. I'm never gonna. I'm gonna be like. Act, here's the problem: is like the Jewish mother in me comes out. And I was like, I died because you know, you know, she's gonna. I'm gonna use it to guilt trip everyone. Oh sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but did you die though? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, actually. Okay, technically, sure. 
<laughs> but then Joey's character gets to be like, yeah, but I brought you, you back. back. <laughs> You're a movie, you boy. <laughs> Meanwhile, my girl is just like, will you two stop fighting? No. And just has more wine. <laughs> more wine. As you do. Yeah. I got that. Alright, I love all of this. Um, so, we're going to call it for today. Uh, cool. We'll continue the chat um, offline, uh, resolve character creation, and then uh, when we start next week, next Wednesday at 7, we'll have yep. characters. Uh, I'm going to be stealing liberally from other rule systems, because this is, again, D&D 5e in name only, and we roll a d20. That's kind of it. Everything else will be lifted. Happily. Uh, but let's go around the table real quick and have everyone tell everyone where, where, where can they see more of you. Uh, Joey, let's start with you, bud. Okay, cool. Uh, you can basically see me here uh, at Happy Jacks. I'm here every Wednesday playing this game, and then I'm here every other Sunday, uh, including this Sunday, playing our Vampire 5 e game, Glittering Night, where mm-hmm. I get to live my best Toreador life, and I'm loving every minute of it. Uh, and hopefully see more soon. Hopefully with outside gigs, we can go outside again. Hooray! Yay. So if, if, if uh, would you say you're dead and loving it? Ooh. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> How dare you? I'm glad that people thought the end was five minutes ago. Blythe, <laughs> <laughs> where can they see more of you? Uh, so you can find me on Twitters and Instagrams at BlytheKayla93. That's B-L-Y-T-H-E-K-A-L-A-9-3. Uh, you can also catch me on Mondays at 3 Pacific Time, 6 o'clock Eastern Time, playing Star Trek Adventures on ST underscore Perseverance. If you check Twitter, hashtag Queers in Space, you can see our shenanigans. Uh, you will also be seeing me here every Wednesday now. And, uh, yeah, hopefully once I can leave again, other things will happen. Too true. Clara, where can they find more of you? Um, here every Wednesday now. Um, you can catch up with the shenanigans of the Merry Wives of Windsor um, everywhere at Merry Wives, uh, specifically Facebook, uh, where I'm basically running around helping them on social media because musicians have it tough right now. Um, everywhere else, I'm at Clearly Golden, unless you're into mermaids, in which case I'm at Mermaid Clarity. Okay. <laughs> Nick? Uh, I am, will be here every Wednesday. Uh, you can also find me at Sun Growler on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram, don't bother, I'm never on there, but I am on Twitter periodically. I am also appearing here on uh, Alternating Mondays for Tales from the Flood. Uh, Floodwater is our insert coin. Floodwater is our show on uh, Monday nights, alternating Monday nights, and uh, you can see what it's like in a somewhat dystopic uh, '90s that wasn't exactly like what you remember. Awesome! Uh, and I've been GM Mace, just like it says, you know, right here. Uh, I'm also on another show uh, called Games We Never Play. It's a podcast where we play the board games are just sitting on your shelf collecting dust or on your hard drive. So It's great, and you should listen to it. It's real fun. Yeah. Just do yeah. it. We're, Agreed. Thank you. Well, 
I will see you all next week. You take care, and make sure to like, follow, subscribe here so you get all the updates. All right? Do it. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Do it. Do it. Do it.